0: This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, and today we're talking with my friend, my Canadian friend. I actually have several Canadian friends, but Shawnee Harley, who is a mental uh, fitness and toughness coach. Did I say that right? Kind of? I liked it how you said that. Yeah. It's accurate. Oh, thank you. Uh, You can find her stuff at shawneeharley.com. And we've been talking about the six F's. And if any of you have listened to my shows before, you know that what she and I were talking about is not what I have talked about in the past with the six F's, but there, but there's a lot of fun and it, it actually It's actually been kind of enlightening for me to read your material on this, Shawnee, talk to you today. Uh, Fear, forgive, face, fall, feel, and fake. Let's talk about that last one just for a moment. We didn't talk about it too much in the regular show, fake. Uh, When you say fake, do you mean are you faking yourself out to believe you're uh, a more exceptional athlete than you are? Are you faking yourself and your emotions when you you uh, are not facing them correctly? I want to I want to get a clearer definition of what you're talking about in fake.
1: The reason I put that in the list of F words is because you know I've coached hundreds of athletes, and I have learned so much from them. And I've I ask them this: when someone says to you. Just get out there and fake it till you make it.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. I asked them, I
1: asked them, I'm like, does, is that helpful advice? I have never had an athlete tell me that it was helpful ever. They're like, you know what? A lot of them say to the younger ones, they're like, they're like coach Shawnee. I don't even know what that means. How am I supposed to fake it? when that isn't how, like, I'm feeling nervous, scared, anxious, upset, fearful. How do I, how do I pretend that I don't feel that way? Like, right. so I asked that and they're like, it doesn't work for me. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Fake <laughs> it till you make it to me, you're lying to yourself.
0: No, I think that, I think that's very true because eventually here's a little cowboy wisdom for you, Johnny. Um, eventually you look in that mirror and actually see yourself. And, and then you, you know, and if you ignore that and you fake it from then on uh, you got a real problem is, is my outlook on that. But the day that, and we all do it. Some point in your life, you look in that mirror and you go, wow. Uh, Not that everything's all bad, but there's certain things that are probably deep inside of you that have been bugging you and you didn't know it or you suppressed it. And then one day it just comes to the surface and you better learn to deal with it. Um, That's, that's my kind of fake definition like there. So, and it also ties into the way you feel, I think Uh, not just playing golf by feel, but the way you feel about yourself and your outlook on life, your outlook on the sport you're participating in, your outlook on, Uh, the people that are around you uh, that all these things, all your six F words can really affect your life. I think if you're not paying attention and trying to uh, get to the bottom of it, if you will.
1: Well, I think, I think, I think face is the opposite of fake. Yeah. Instead of faking what's going on, face it. Because what you said right now, and I heard you, you said, what I heard you say is if you don't face it now, you're going to face it later. Right. Like it, it, it's coming. The, the, the day of reckoning is coming. And I'll tell you what often happens with athletes that I see. The day of reckoning comes at the worst time you can ever imagine. Oh, the no The biggest doubt. day, the biggest stage of their life, All the things that they didn't face come raining down on top and there's nowhere to hide.
0: When all that comes raining down on you, sometimes it's just insurmountable at that moment to deal with. And like you said, it's absolutely the wrong time, whether you're playing tennis or basketball or golf or horses, whatever it is, all of a sudden you've got this mental mush of electrons going around in your brain and and it just like what in the hell is this and to me it's because you didn't deal with it when you could have
1: well you the best time to prepare for the storm is before the storm not in it yeah and sport doesn't teach us this with what we're talking about emotional all everything that we're feeling sport just says shove it over there but then it comes right back up at the worst time. And then you're trying to manage it in the middle of the storm. Like, seriously, you prepare for the storm before the storm. That's why the clients that I work with, I tell them, you, you need to be able to come in here and speak the truth, truth face the truth, face your feelings. That's why, Tom, we're going to do heart work. Why heart work? Because that's where the truth is. And the truth will set you free. Let's deal with it now. So on the biggest day, the biggest stage of your life, you already dealt with the F words.
0: You know, I think a great example of that, and I will preface this by saying I'm a huge fan, but if you look at Tiger Woods, and I know you and I talked about him a little bit on the last show, but he was just cruising along with this, fantabulous career and if you look at the training he'd got the psyops training from his father and they hired this hypnotist for him and but and even though his mother was very spiritual and all that a lot of that training told him focus only on this one thing focus on that putt focus on that shot that's the only thing that's important but the buildup of all the other stuff over the years and then when you know, he looked like he had the, the most uh, attractive life in the world. Mega rich, beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. Uh, there isn't anything he wanted for. But obviously there was in there somewhere, whether it was he thought he could do these things and not get caught, which I never think that that people that do those things actually believe they'll never get caught. It's almost like they, deep inside they want to get caught. But I can't say that for sure. And I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or, um, you know, have the training that you have, but just as a casual observation. But I think his life got better once he dealt with it. And he kind of like, and this is where I can say something that you normally can't say on the radio. My dad had this saying, he said, once in a while, you got to shake the shit out of the blanket. Mm -hmm. And and I never knew what that meant till I kind of got to college and stuff. And I think that once Tiger kind of did that and he did a little mea culpa, culpa and he did some other stuff and he kind of, it it wasn't an overnight process for sure. But I think once he kind of faced some of those things, I think his life got inexplicably inexplicably better. I'd like your thoughts.
1: Well, I, I think what we're talking about is the, is the poo-poo like the shit, right? Yeah. We all have it. It's all it's we all have something about us that we hide we don't like. I just have seen, I've learned that when we don't face it, the the day of reckoning is coming. And when we don't face it, there's a cost. And the day of reckoning is usually a really damn big cost. Tiger paid a huge cost. But then look at what happened afterwards when he faced it, when he, when he faced the truth, spoke the truth, came clean, so to speak. Look at the reward that came after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that that not only applies to tiger, Shawnee, I think it applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. I can tell you in my life, I'm not going to give you the particulars, but there were things I didn't face things. I kind of didn't, I didn't behave properly. This was a long time ago, but after a point when I said, I can't do that anymore, things got a lot better for me. When I dealt with the situation, when I finally put, I put my foot down on myself, you might Mm -hmm. say, and Mm -hmm. said, you can't do that anymore. Um, Other people can do it. I cannot you know, judge or condemn them or whatever. But for me, that wasn't going to work anymore. And I stopped that behavior and things got immeasurably better as time went on. Didn't happen the next day because you have, there's a lot of cobwebs to clean out up Mm -hmm. there, you know, Mm -hmm. but when Mm -hmm. you start to face a situation with a fresh perspective and a truthful perspective, then I think things get better
1: you know i i don't have the psychology behind it to be able to give you some really smart answer here but what i've seen with myself in my own life and then with all of the athletes that i've coached doesn't matter the the level they all tell me after they go through this process of facing the truth another way of saying it is getting real with yourself this is what they say after for the first time in my life i finally feel Free. Ooh, that was a lot of f words.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> free, right? How how can we feel free if we haven't faced the truth?
0: Well, you can't. Right. You can't, because there's always the shadow above you. You know, the, the only the shadow knows. Well, that's true in a way. You know, they when they wrote those comics, they didn't. Uh, I don't think they thought of it the way we're talking about it today, but that shadow follows you and it's kind of hovering above you. And sometimes you can push it back. Sometimes you can compartmentalize it. You can do all kinds of things, but eventually the shadow overtakes you. And then that's the day of reckoning we're talking about. And that can be a very difficult day, but usually the next day, things are a little brighter. The sun will come up as they say, you know, do that. What's the toughest thing you, uh, Shawnee Harley have ever had to conquer for yourself? Talking about the six F's now, I don't, you know, are the now the 12 F's after this show, but.
1: <laughs> 12, I feel like we're almost at 50. Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, when anyone looks back on their life, they can probably come up with a few But this one comes to mind, and I think it's a good one just because we're talking about sport. At the 2016 Olympics in Rio, I was there with uh, Team Canada as an assistant coach. And the biggest day, the biggest stage of our life, our team choked and I choked. And there was my day of reckoning. And I went into a very deep darkness for a long time afterwards. And when I came out of the darkness, I asked myself these questions. What was I afraid of? What didn't I see? And then this was the the most difficult question for me. What did I see but refused to look at. That's when I, when I put that out on the table in front of myself, that's when the light came back. Like I just was in the darkness because I choked on the world stage. I let our team down. I didn't, I wasn't able to offer my best to the athletes. I saw them choking, failing, struggling, and I didn't know what to do to help them. That changed a lot of things for me after I faced the truth of what really happened there for me. So I, you know, in a much lesser scenario, I kind of feel like it was the Tiger Woods thing. Yeah. All this shit's going on and you don't want to look at it. Then you get forced to look at it. And then when you do freedom
0: is the result. Was it, let me ask, let me ask you this. <clears throat> excuse me, gosh. <clears throat> did you actually have some answers for them or guidance for them and it just didn't come out? Or were you just, this is not an inquisition by the way. So it's not, Johnny, if you don't want to answer the question, that's fine. Or was it just that because of the stage and all the activity and all the emotion and everything that goes on, like you said, on a world stage, was it, you just you were just kind of overwhelmed
1: all of the above and really that's why we have to deal with the storm before the storm right because in the storm you don't think clearly you you can't you can't think clearly i remember very clearly some thoughts that were going on in my head of some things that i wanted to say and I didn't say them because I was fearful. And I think when you have to say something that's really full of truth, if you haven't practiced saying that thing already, like where risk reward was lower, you sure as hell aren't saying it on the biggest day, the biggest stage of your life. And those are my regrets When I said to the question, what did I see but refuse to look at? I know what that was. And it hit me right there. All of the things that I didn't say then. And I didn't have the courage to say it when I needed to because I had no practice prior.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, in my case, facing those things, it was very uncomfortable Mm. for a short period of time but for that day when i kind of had these epiphanies it was very uncomfortable but then after it kind of if you will all came kind of bubbling out it was probably more like sludge than it came out of. it didn't bubble like you know champagne but it then it was fine but as it was kind of coming out it was not not fun wasn't pleasant till it was over with. And then it was fine.
1: So good what you just said. S- the other way of saying that is choose your hard. Stay where you are and continue to feel shitty and know you're hiding and lying to yourself and to the world, or go through the pain of becoming free. Choose your hard. Yeah. There's no freaking easy in that equation.
0: No. <clears throat> no not at all and but again i i just talk from my own personal experience and some familial experience but if you choose the hard the the one that's got relief on the other side of it true relief mm. on the other side of it uh you won't regret it uh i think that's just me. I don't think you'll regret it. I think you, I think if you choose the easy heart, if you will, and not face things and that you will always have that doubt and regret. You may have been able to suppress it, but it, it's still there. It's not going anywhere. You Thank can't you only know. push it down so far.
1: And when I work, when I work with golfers, I can tell you for sure. Do you know how much shit they have suppressed?
0: Oh, tons. You need a dump truck for each one of them.
1: And I'm like, no wonder you can't perform your best under pressure. You got all this. You're carrying all this baggage of like suppression. We all do this. We all do this. And I'm just saying, when we get out on the golf course, how we behave, we don't change behavior by addressing the behavior. We have to go underneath and say, what's driving that behavior? What's causing that behavior? When we have negative self-talk, when we can't handle mistakes, when we throw our clubs, when we beat our, like what's, what's underneath that. There's a whole big bag of shit down there that hasn't been dealt with.
0: Right. My big deal was, um, and I, and I had the, I had a big, I had a jumbo economy bag underneath me, you know, but I wasn't happy.
1: Boom. That's,
0: that's what triggered all this. Yes. Is I wasn't happy. I, I felt that everybody expected me to do these certain things. And I was going to do my damnedest to perform those and really go the extra mile forever. But I wasn't going the extra mile for Jeff. And then over the years, The more that that happened and the more that it piled on, I, I was, I got further and further away from being happy inside, you know? And so when I finally realized that and kind of put my foot down and said, Nope, this is how this is going to change starting today. This is going to change. You know, my demeanor changed a little bit with some people, but that was okay. You know, they they, they learned to deal with it because it wasn't the same guy that was always bending over backwards 16 ways to Sunday to try to make them happy and ignoring myself. So that that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
1: Well, it's emotional intelligence right there. And think about what sport does. Like that's why I have so much empathy for these professional golfers. Like I, I work with a couple of them on the, um, they're on the Symmetra tour right now. The the FOPO, F O P O, fear of people's opinions, right, is so overwhelming for them. What are people thinking about that shot? What are people saying on social media? What are my sponsors thinking? What is my mom thinking? What is my? We all do this thing that you said. We're looking for approval. We're looking for validation all of the time. I think that's completely normal, but I can, I do see sport pushing it way out to an unhealthy end of the scale. And, you know, some of the best advice that I ever gave is I remember talking to this golfer and telling me about the cameras on me and then my sponsors are there and then blah, 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 blah. blah, And they're like the pressure. And I just, I feel like I'm in jail. I can't blah blah. And I said, Well, I said, What would happen if you just went out there and played you golf? You social media. You to whoever has that camera in my face. You to the leaderboard. I know that's a lot of that I just said right there.
0: Well, now we're up to 18.
1: Okay. (laughs) So, but my point was when are you going to free yourself from giving a about all the things right that you need to let go of and just play for you because this is what you love to do.
0: Yep. Yep. It's, that's yeah, incredible. Incredible advice is what I meant to say, because, um, I, we could get off on this other dynamic about the whole societies and North Americans, how social media affects it and this and that, and that, mm-hmm. and this, it all comes down to the individual to me. Mm-hmm. And do you want to make the right choices for yourself? And do you want to be happy? And, and can you live with yourself? You know, can you live with yourself in a group setting? Can you live with yourself in an isolated setting or as an individual? Uh, if you, if you've got those and you've really dealt with the, uh, you know, the uh, rubber raft full of it underneath your feet, so to speak, then I think, uh, you know, you're probably headed in the right direction. That's Dr. Tracy's analysis here and it won't get you anything, but. It won't get you anything. No, buts. It won't get you anything. But my point is, is that uh, for me. Having that epiphany, it's well, it's been fifteen years now. Um, really made a difference. That's what I could say.
1: The voice in our head is so powerful. It's so strong. it's so influential. And really, you know if you think about the term mental fitness, you know we go to the gym to train our body. We can go to the mind gym to train our brain because that voice is always going to be there. So why not train it in a way that serves us better?
0: I wish I had talked to you 30 years ago, but uh, we were both probably going through the same issues at that time. You never know. Uh, <laughs> Shawnee Harley. Thank you, my dear. Her website is uh Shawnee That's uh S h a w n e e h a r l e dot com. Um, she's in Arizona now, and I'm jealous, but she will get back to Canada eventually. Maybe, sort of. Probably once just, the snow is gone. Once the snow is gone, and once it once the temperature down there cracks ninety five, which it will in another yes. sixty days. But uh, yes. it'll do that. But Shawnee, thanks, and we will definitely talk again, my dear. Thanks, JT. No problem. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. Enjoy your week, play a little golf and be kind to people. Take care, everybody.